This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, pastor here at Radio Missions, where the gospel goes out on a regular basis here on the Trailblazer, Monday through Friday. And then the Voice of Truth every Sunday over many, many stations where Pastor Shelton brings a message. And then we have our local services here. You can hear them over the Internet, streaming live. We've been bringing you these studies on the total depravity of the human heart, and we have several more that we're going to bring you. Let me give you some illustrations that the Lord gives us in his word, which gives us a true picture of the corruption of man in his natural state, which shows that he has no righteousness that he can boast of or that the Lord will accept. In the third chapter of Matthew, in the seventh verse, we find these words. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, this is speaking of John the Baptist, there in uh, Matthew uh, chapter 7. He said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Here we have God's picture of a depraved sinner in these words, O generation of vipers, which means the offspring of vipers are the children of a wicked one. A viper is a reptile of the eastern country and noted for its deadly poison, treachery, and its maliciousness. And I know Pastor Shelton brought a message along this line one time that I heard, and he said John the Baptist was preaching and teaching, and this he said a bunch of Baptist preachers came out there, and he called them a generation of vipers. Oh, but my friend, listen, listen, listen. The viper is always inflicting injury on its victims, Seemingly, they had ill will towards everything and everybody. But listen, it was deadly when it would strike and very treacherous. Boy, that was a description of those preachers, wasn't it? Generation of vipers. And it gave no word of warning. Sinner, so is a sinner in his natural state, devoid of righteousness. You don't have any righteousness, friend. You, what kind of your, your righteousness is like filthy rags. Minstress rags. Oh, my friend, listen. Devoid of any natural goodness, devoid of any merit or of any degree, but on the contrary, cruel and deceitful beyond words and is venomous with his attacks on fellow man. This is a natural man outside of Christ, uninfluenced by the Holy Spirit. In other words, man in his depraved state has a nature of a snake. Now, my friend, I know, I know that men and women are, are cultured, raised up to be social, to sociably fit, and to uh, be morally clean. I know those things, and I know exactly. But I tell you this, the natural man in his heart, if he's never been touched by the gospel, you cross his will or you let me cross his will. I have folks call me and rail on me just for reading these verses that there is none righteous, no, not one. They tell me to mind my own business. Well, I'm minding my own business. My business is to meddle in your business, my friend, if you're not saved. If you're a lost sinner, the greatest thing that can ever happen to you is for me or some other faithful pastor or pastor or minister or preacher or prelate or somebody to be true to your soul. And that's what the old trailblazer is commissioned to do. I've sworn to do, to be true to your soul. And the greatest fear I have is that I might let down the bars 
and compromise with your soul. You know what that means? Let down the bars. When we were, when I was a kid on the farm, and we had pasture here and a pasture there and around the barn, we didn't have money to buy gates with or nothing. We had a set of bars. And we had racks that you put them poles across. And every now and then, one of us children would leave those bars down, and the cows would get in with the calves or get outside and go in the woods where we'd have to hunt them. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't want to let the bars down. I don't want to compromise God's word. I don't want to. I don't want to preach smooth, easy believing. I don't want to do that. My friend, I, I pray the Lord, don't let me compromise God's word. You say, how so? Well, I'll give you this instance. Uh, you sitting here in my congregation, uh, living in sin, either known or unknown to the public, and I don't say anything about it, and I don't allude to the fact that you lost and on the road to hell, and you think everything's well, I would be compromising with your soul. I have a, I had a gentleman came rushing down to the front one morning after I got through preaching at 11, and he said, Pastor, can a man get saved shacking up? I said, no, no. My friend, I didn't have to hesitate. I didn't have to think, well, I'll go look it up and see if it. No. The Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. The Bible says the soul that sinneth it shall die. You know what's wrong in many of our churches today, and I would say the vast majority? The pastor is not being true to your soul. Is your pastor being true to you, my friend? Well, Dr. So-and-so. No, Dr. So-and-so, nothing. Nothing, my friend. Don't mean nothing to have all that stuff behind his name. No, no. And I know I've told you before, maybe you hadn't heard it. I had this man call me, or wrote me, I'm sorry, wrote me from over in Alabama. And he said, uh, we have this broadcast called The Voice of Truth. And he said, this is how he started his letter. He said, since you're the voice of truth, I want to ask you a question. He said, I'm a, I'm a college graduate. I have a, a BA and a, and a, and a BTHD, and I have a, a PhD pending in, in theology. But I want to ask you this question. Who was Cain's wife? And I, I wrote him back. I hardly ever do that. I wrote him back, and I said, Mister, I'm just a poor old sinner saved by grace. I don't have a, any of those degrees that you got. But I can tell you Cain's wife was his sister. And I said, I don't have a Ph.D. pending. And, you know, I never heard no more from him. I told him, I said, my dad told me that a, that a fool could ask a question that a smart man couldn't answer. But I could answer his question. And it's, it's very simple, simple question, my friend. Who was Cain's wife? Let's just be realistic. We know her, don't we? We know who his wife was. It was, it was his sister. And uh, because there wasn't any other women on the, on the earth. As far as I know, that's best my best knowledge I have, best answer I could give him. But he was sarcastic. It, it was so sarcastic, you could just see the sarcasm dripping out of his letter. It was. But, my friend, let, let's don't try to criticize somebody. I mentioned in our last study last week, uh, why, why can't we just, why can't we just uh, ask the Lord to, to give us a smooth, uh, a, a, a kind uh, disposition and a kind and and let us allow other folks i mean he didn't have to he went out of his way to call, to do that he went out of his way and i've had others do me that i've had folks call me uh, a foggy-eyed old fool and they tell me one man called me i wrote me and he said uh old, old fool why don't you uh why don't you quit taking them people's money and preach john three sixteen? so i wrote him back and i said mr Friend, you don't know me, and I don't know you. 
but I don't take a salary from this ministry. I never have. I've been here for many, many years. I don't take a salary. The Lord gave me a, a, a retirement fund that I can live off of comfortably, and I don't take a nickel out of this work. I haven't never done it. And I said, uh, but I do preach John three sixteen, And I said, 17, 18, and 19, would you go there and read all three of them? But my friend, why, why can't we just be uh, gentle with somebody? I have folks that, I have folks that, praise me and thank me and i call them back write them back and it's no no thanks to me no i don't have any i don't have anything i just it's all of grace it's all of the lord my friend don't don't praise the old trailblazer don't no sir you praise the lord and for the lord first of all for giving me grace to be true to your soul are you saved can i ask you if you saved i, I know one of the things when the lord was dealing with my heart under the pastor shelton ministry one of the things that always uh, I guess you could say got to me. He pointed old crooked finger at me and said, Are you saved, Pendarvis? Pendarvis, do you know the Lord? Are you praising the Lord, Pendarvis? And for a long time, I had to shake my head, bow my head in shame. But one day, the Lord did deliver me. Give me grace to trust him. You know what salvation is? Greatest thing that ever happens to you. Before that, the greatest thing is to be awakened. Oh, you say, well, I don't know anything about being awakened. Well, you're not saved then. If you can't go back to the time and the place that the Lord began to deal with your heart, you're not saved. Oh, well, I made a decision. That's not salvation. Well, I was baptized when I was seven years old. That's not salvation. Well, I was baptized at birth. That's not salvation. Well, I did the first communion. That's not salvation. None of that. Salvation is trusting, resting, coming to Christ, kneeling, leaning upon, not kneeling, but leaning, clinging to the Lord day by day. You say, Pastor, is, can a man be saved and then lost? No, sir. No, sir. You can be deceived into thinking you're saved and uh, it won't hold. No. No, it'll fall apart. It'll, it'll fall apart like a batter cake. It will. But when you come to know the Lord through all the trials, tribulations, heartaches, he said, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. He said, you're the apple of my eye, my father, my child. You're the apple of God's eye. And he said, your name's written engraved in the palm of my hand. Oh, my friend, isn't that grace? Isn't that grace? Can you say that? Can, wh what is your hope? Are you just struggling to go through life, making ends meet, so to speak, and living like hell with an old depraved nature that... that Nothing, nothing satisfies you, always complaining, always bickering, always griping. My friend, that's not a life. That's just drudgery. But ask the Lord. Can you ask the Lord? You said, Pastor, can I ask the Lord? Ask the Lord to save you. Ask the Lord to first to show you your natural condition. Lord, show me my heart. Don't show me Mr. Joe's down the road. Don't show me ain't married. Show me my heart, Lord. Let me see my heart. And you know what it'll do? It'll cause you to turn to the Lord. When you see yourself, the old prodigal son in that hog pen, it says he came to himself. Ask the Lord for grace to come to yourself. And, and then uh, remember to broadcast tomorrow. Tune in tomorrow. And help me with the broadcast a little if you can. Dig up that old coffee can in the backyard before the termites get to it. And send me $100 if you can. I had a man do that. Sent me a Folgers coffee can with $20 in it. He said, Pastor, that's all I had. But I'll send, it, send you more later. But remember, my mailing address, the old Trailblazer. But we're going to keep going uh, day by day. And the old Trailblazer, post office box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my phone number here 
area code 225-664-8658. And remember me in prayer. Would you do that? Pray for my family. Pray for my congregation here. We have lost folks. Oh, you have lost folks? Yes, sir. Are you saved? You probably got lost folks in your church too, Pastor. Goodbye and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.